murderers decoding the crime verse. Welcome to Decoding the Crime Verse. I am Nolzi Lee. And I am Danny. And this week. <laughs> okay, can I let me explain what happened here? So, okay. a couple of years ago, I watched this movie called The Great Train Robbery, and it was epic like epic 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 so then i googled and it was like yeah there is a great train robbery real event in history so i was like oh let's do this this is so cool because i remember the, the they were on a moving train and they were stealing gold and it was like really cool turns out two different events very different events so, so one is a movie it's not the one that actually happened in these, real life this falls apart of the topics that we think will be cool until we research. Yeah. <laughs> Peaky <And> Blinders <laughs> 2.0. <laughs> yeah. So the Great Train Robbery uh, was the robbery of 2.6 million. That's epic. Uh, from a Royal Train Mail heading from Glasgow to London on the East West Coast Main Line in the early hours of 8th August 1963 at Bridgego Railway Bridge, Lidburn near Mint Moor. So many names. <laughs> <laughs> so specific. You can go <laughs> rob the train now. So um, it's in Lidburn near Mintmore and Buckingshire, England. Yeah. So basically, they robbed a train. So I'm going to tell you the story. And then we're going to just... Cause, um, <laughs> guys, no, yeah. we're going to tell you some things. And you just... You want to slap them for yeah. the stupidity yeah. of... If you're going to rob a train like that epically... Please then plan your escape. Exactly. Please do us the courtesy of or people maybe who's researching. They, they designated roles. They were like, you planning how we're robbing, you planning it, you planning the escape. Well, the guy who planned the escape. You failed, mate. Disgusting. Okay, so it was a crime that helped define the 60s. A watershed moment, the kind of hinge moment where the momentum of life just shifts. This was what it was described as, by the way, in the newspapers. Can I just tell you, the 60s were nice for me. They were horrible for Danny. I hate the 60s, but anyway. A dark tale which tarnished, dreamed, and wrecked dozens of lives. It was one of the most controversial media stories of its age. A robbery which draws admiration for its daring bravado, but on the other hand, seen as a violent act of greed. On the night of Thursday, 8th of August, 1963, a train from Glasgow to London chugged along its way, collecting huge amounts of cash. At the same time, a gang of thieves made their way towards the tracks. With the promise between one to six million pounds, they believed they were on the, their journey to El Dorado. If you don't know what that is, it's the city of gold. It was 3 a.m. in the middle of nowhere. The thieves hotwired the red signal and covered up the green. They cut the communication lines and then they lay in wait. For the men on the track, this was the most exciting moment of their lives. The train that was making its way closer and closer to the gang of thieves. The train was a mail train for the general post office, but it wasn't the mail which was their target. This would be the first time a train for the general post office was robbed. The thieves had worked out that the high street banks were doing what they tell every private citizen not to do, and that is sending cash via post. Virtually unprotected, the money is carried all over the country. When the train arrived in Buckinghamshire, what a name, <laughs> the thieves were ready. The train had picked up mailbags from stations along the way. 
Bruce Reynolds spotted the, the lights from the train approaching and they turned on the stop signal. The train was nearly there. There was no going back now and the scheme worked almost to perfection. The next 30 minutes would change the thieves' lives forever. Jack Mills, the driver, brought the train to a halt and the thieves boarded. Jack Mills put up a really good fight to try to fend his train but was hit on the head and collapsed. The thieves made their way to the high-value coach. The bags of cash were kept in a cage. They unloaded the bags into a Land Rover, and once the 30 minutes were up, they drove away, having just committed the great train robbery. Wait, can we just pause for a second at the fact that you planned such a high, um, a high, what is it, well-planned plan? High stakes. High stakes. There you go. A robbery, and you don't know if there's going to be one or six million pounds because it could have really been five pounds. no but you see the thing was they didn't know because the no one was supposed to know that these trains carried cash because in those days you were not allowed to send cash via post as a private citizen but the banks thought well then no one's gonna know Do, yeah that we send the cash so they didn't know how much would be picked up on each because it wasn't advertised to the but public what i'm saying is they could have done all of this to just find five pounds that's when you just <laughs> go home and cry in the shower. You <laughs> don't take know. the metal from the train and go no, sell it in scrap yard. They, they knew it would be a lot. Yeah. They did know it would be a lot. But let's meet the, the crew. Okay, so the people who put it together was Gordon Goody and Bruce Reynolds. Okay, Re- I said Reynolds. It's Re- Is it Reynolds? Reynolds, yeah. Lovely when <laughs> the words just muddle themselves up. So um, Bruce Reynolds... Um, he apparently he dealt in bric-a-brac, which I have no idea what that is. Okay, so who named the places in England? Because it's cu- it's becoming a lot. No, now. bric-a-brac is like, it's like things that don't have importance. So what did you? I don't know. Bric-a-brac? I don't know. Okay, but he liked the high life. Okay, and that was a problem when you're not making that much money. Yeah. Okay, Gordon Goody was a hairdresser, and this is a quote from himself: His father wanted him to be a plumber, but he had always wanted to be a thief. So, from the get-go, came out the womb being like, come on, let's rob a bank. (laughs) (laughs) Goody and Reynolds um, had many helping hands during this um, robbery. I mean, there were 18 in total. Just to name some was Buster Edwards. There was Charlie Wilson, Ronnie Biggs, and Toby. Toby. Tommy. Guys, this is what happens when (laughs) I... yeah. But these people were all regular people. I mean, a florist, a builder... Brookie, a bookie, a greengrocer. Green I mean, they were literally everyday people. They yeah. were thieves with day jobs, but criminal records. I mean, they had wives and kids. And you see, during the 50s and 60s, there was this like explosion of consumerism. And mm. well, people wanted to buy stuff. Oh, I want a new car. But they had no money. Yeah. So their solution was rob a train. <laughs> sort of like robbing a bank. Yeah. But, th- but a, a moving, moving one. <laughs> you know, this could have been so epic if they didn't I screw know. it up at the end. Uh. Okay. But before we move on to what happened afterwards, I just want to ask the question. And there was a huge question around this in the case. And that was the violence they used. Yeah. Because these weren't violent criminals in the past. They were petty thieves, stuff like that. So what happened that they then turned to violence? I mean... The driving, the conductor had injuries. Apparently, had a four-inch cut across his right eye and another another deep cut at the back of his head, and he needed fourteen stitches in total. I mean, that's not accidentally hit him. Yeah, that's full-on beat the man. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and the robbers did claim that they hit him 
by accident, okay? <sighs> and then they had said, yeah, it wasn't, we, we didn't want to use intimidation, that wasn't part of the plan, yada, yada, yada. Yes. But they came in with axes, sledgehammers, crowbars, and they battled their way to the high-value um, co- um, coach. And, I mean, they didn't, they, the driver was not the only person that they actually attacked. All yeah. the other workers, they kind of just forced out the way, if you weren't, if you weren't doing what they wanted. Nah, you need to move. Okay, so... I mean, and if you, we're going to get to it later, but I think the violence is a mistake. I don't because think so. Not a mistake on their part, but a mistake of a decision. Okay, yes. Because we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but you'll see why it played. It actually played a huge role in their trial. Yeah. So what happened in the aftermath? So obviously the police realized that they were, and I quote the detective, dealing with big boy criminals. Because I mean... Yeah. Nothing like this has ever happened. Yeah. We're going to rob a train. And it's 2.6 million euros in the 60s. I mean pound, pounds. Pounds. Which today is 55 million pounds. Exactly. I don't even know what that is in rand. Nope. Because I'll probably fall off my <laughs> Okay. Okay. And there was a frenzy. Because imagine this much money has been stolen. Okay? I blame the banks though. I mean, the, the, te- the detective on the case said at that point, he was only earning £10 a week. He couldn't even imagine an amount of 2.5. No. <laughs> it was so heavy, it weighed 2.5 tons. Yeah. Do you know how heavy that is? <laughs> te- try two elephants and you'll get that weight. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous, okay? And what happened was they, they didn't originally know how much money was being had been stolen because yeah. then again there was the money they were keeping track of that the banks knew, but there were also um, a whole bunch of notes that were you know when they get too old and then yeah, they destroy they them. them that was also in the train. Yeah. So all that they were like, how much money's actually been stolen here? Because even though they were being destroyed, that money could still be used yeah. somewhere because no one's gonna know that this note is supposed to, to be, be destroyed in the okay. So event they first counted three hundred thousand and it went up and it was like a million. 1.5 million, 2 million, 2.5. Could you imagine the stress yeah. of these people? I could just imagine those counters being like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. 2.5. I would have freaked. <laughs> person got fired that day, I'm telling you. Like the person who decided <laughs> to put 2.5 million on a train. Yo. <laughs> Honestly, who thought who it was a you? good idea? <laughs> okay. So many. But the thing was, the media played on this. I mean, the media called this one of the biggest adventure yeah. stories out there. I mean, they named it the Great Train Robbery. Yeah. I mean, I watched a little interview with kids and the little guy would be, "Do who do you support, the robbers or the cops? And they'd be like, we support the robbers. And then he's like, why? He's like, because he got the money. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were smart until the end. We'll get there. We're we, we, we still <laughs> enjoying this. It's not going to last, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So what happened was after the robbers um, got off the train, they went to this farmhouse because they realized that we only have a certain amount of time to be on the road before we need to be indoors and out the way because then that's when people are going to start asking questions, okay? And they sat in the house playing Monopoly with real cash. I love Monopoly. But these are stupid criminals. But really? Okay, they were literally just waiting for the heat to die down. And I mean, can I just ask? Mm. What did they tell their wives? That's true. Unless their wives knew. Because the wives claimed not to have known. Oh, well. If my husband's planning something as big or as that, I'm going to know. Maybe I'm going on a work trip? No. How many meetings would they have had to have prior to that? 
and all of that stuff. And all that time, it's either you cheating or you tell me the truth. Yeah. Because I'm not doing in between. Are you here. cheating? No. no. Honey, I was just robbing a dress. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> okay. And they had supplies for weeks. And we, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense that they didn't go too far. And yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. You're just going to sit there and wait to be caught. While playing Monopoly, Monopoly. with the money. Because they did get caught. This is why this shouldn't be called the great train robbery. Yeah. It should be the great failed robbery. Ep- yeah. <laughs> Epic failed okay. train robbery. So, obviously, a man out, ma- man out, man <laughs> hunt began. And they decided, okay, we're going to do a 30-mile radius. Unfortunately for our little stupid stupid idiots, they were in the 27-mile radius. So if they'd gone four miles further, just four, they would have been safe. But no, we stayed in the 30 miles. Okay. But if they'd gone four miles out and they were still in the countryside and someone said this. Yeah, yeah, you see. So we're going to... Yeah, that's the thing is they weren't very clever about where they, they hid. But yeah. the, the idea was that they're going to start these searches and then hopefully the thie- it would like flush them out and then they'd try and make a run for yeah. it. However, the thieves had a police radio. So they knew everything, everything that was else going was on. Everything else was out except, except the escape. Okay, no, it's going to get worse. You guys don't understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they heard about the search and they realized that either... We sit here and get caught, or we run and risk everything. Okay, and you know what? Frankly, please don't hide in this in the countryside. Yeah. You, there's more chance of being spotted in the con- countryside yeah. because people will pick you up because there's not a lot of things happening. If you're gonna hide, please don't commit a crime and use these tips. I'm just saying. <laughs> but if you're gonna hide, hide in the city, hide in the crowd yeah. because you're not going to be noticed but when there's only one house there in the countryside and it hasn't been no one's been living there for months and, and suddenly sudden, there's a light people are gonna know yeah okay but in the city people don't have time for that type of stuff yeah it's that fast-paced life so well four days after the train robbery they the police received a tip that there was a suspicious activity at a local farmhouse okay Anyway, they sent the detectives. When one of the detectives walked past, he looked into the garage and then he saw two Land Rovers, both with the same number plate. Yeah. And that's when he was like, these are the guys. Well, yeah. duh. Okay, <laughs> duh. Anyway, they went into the house and they found a basement in the kitchen and the people were gone, but the money was still there. What kind of stupid thief risks their life you to take the money? And then you leave it in that. I mean, couldn't they have loaded the money on the car? The, you steal 55 million pounds and you leave it. I would have died. And did you see how they left it? Because when sorry. the cops got no, to the house, no, they no. saw the bags No, in the can room. I tell you? Oh, my gosh. God. If D.B. Cooper could jump out of plane with his money. Exactly. And risk it all. Exactly. <laughs> you could have. Taking at least one sack of money, it probably would have lasted you a lifetime. Something. Do something. something. Don't leave it there. Oh, guys, it makes me so angry. Are you stupid? Not much money. Guys, I would have rather died trying. Me than too. They have caught me running with my sack of money. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde style. I'm running with my money. They're firing bullets. Exactly. I would have gone down. It's something. fine. But you leave the money. Are you stupid? So you went to jail for nothing. So... That's the. P- <laughs> you didn't even get the money to your families, 
and the supplies they had bought prior that were in the warehouse, that was their own money. So you didn't, you, you didn't even make a profit. <laughs> what are you doing? Please go back to, there's no criminal school, but go back to school. I've never Please done go. a profit and loss for a criminal organization, <laughs> but you guys made a big loss. Guys, what? Terrible. What? I mean, only, okay, they got out in time. Okay, and then listen to this. The guy they had paid to burn down the farm just didn't show. I'm so sorry. These thieves, <laughs> first of all, leave the money. Then they leave photos of themselves and all of that stuff. If it's a hideout house, why did you have not have minimal stuff there? It's literally what you need to they, survive. They literally dead. left. And because that house wasn't burned down, their fingerprints Everything were all over it. I mean, while you're running, you can load... These two, no, there's no. 18 of them. Think about it. That's another thing. Six people can load the money. 18 the that they know the of. Exactly. Get in the Land Rover. Put the money in. One of you just throw the match there. Yeah. Let nature Gasoline. has its course. And okay. then go. And drive like you are in the Formula One. Yeah. What are we doing? And think about it. If they left the money there and the guy was going to come burn the house, was he not going to burn the money? Yeah, he was. So basically, so you you pulled off the most epic heist of robbing a train to burn the money. This was equivalent to them staying at home that night, going to the police station the next day, and, and handing themselves that they in. Hijacked, even though they hadn't done you know it, because these went people to jail make me nothing. angry. Okay, like we said, lots of fingerprints were discovered. Okay, and this is now the, the the police force pulled in all their resources. I mean, they did helicopters, searches, everything. Okay, eight days after the robbery, so I actually think they did take some of the money because yeah. they, for example, eight days after, thirty thousand pounds was found in a caravan belonging to Jimmy White, who was one of the robbers. Okay, yeah. another hundred thousand pounds was found in the Redlands woods. So they obviously took some, but that's so small compared to two point five million. I mean, what? You guys took Listen, probably also, somewhere be, around. They're like, it's probably too heavy. I will break my back before I leave that money. I'll, I will carry How it. did you guys carry it to the house from the train? Use that same method. Exactly. You had the Land Rovers, right? Why did you leave the Land Rovers? I don't understand these You people. literally had... You know what? This is when one plus one does not equal two, <laughs> right? Here. Anyway, the media portrayed it as like a treasure hunt. People would be like, if they found money anyway, they go, oh my word, this could be from the great train robbery, all that kind of stuff. It took 10 days to dust all the fingerprints in the farmhouse, okay? And it did turn out some of the robbers had worn gloves the whole time. And the other, you see, this is also when you're not looking out for your friends. Yeah. You don't be like, don't you want to put gloves on? <laughs> You'd be like, mm, no, you can have your fingerprints here. All right. It's fine. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't long before several will be ta- were taken into custody. Some of the big ones were Ronnie Biggs, Tommy Wisby, and Roy James. Bruce Reynolds managed to stay on the run for four years. Okay. With what money? We might Bruce, have taken some. tell me that you had something. Shame, I was, his, his son was on the interview and he was like one day, because his son knew that his dad was on the run from something, but mm. he always assumed that it was bad. So when the police showed up, he was like, oh, they're going to help my dad. Next thing that dad walks in, he's like, I've been really bad. I have to go to jail. The son was like, <laughs> what? I believed in you. <laughs> you the bad guy. <laughs> imagine, imagine finding out one of your relatives is a criminal. I don't know what I'd do. I think I'd firstly want to no, have no, an interview no, with no, them no. to Can find I tell out you? their psychology. If it was epic, yeah. I would have been like, this is my family. Right? Actually, my grandfather used to steal cars. Not the minister one. Okay. The other one. Used I was to about to say, ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The other one. Should I go 
like what? He used to steal cars and then sell the parts. Yeah, that is freaking epic. Yeah, he never got caught. So. Oh wow! <laughs> now you know, cops. If you're listening <laughs> out there, I'm joking. You know, it's long fine. Time it was ago. A long time ago. <laughs> okay, so the trial for the great train robbery began on the 24th of January, 1964, in Ellsbury, Buckinghamshire. What is up with the English and these names? I don't, I don't know. Okay, and it was a big deal because honestly, this was like quite a huge thing. Be like, they stole yeah. from the state, they stole from establishment, they stole from uh, like they stole you? 2.5 million. How dare you? What? Okay, and the robbers always claimed that the odds were stacked against them, which they were. Okay, and they actually no, they weren't. You guys were just dumb. What odds? Yeah, well, they what odds? They didn't find you that night. You could have run. What odds? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, they asked for the trial to be moved um, to Old Bailey because they thought the jury would then be more in their favour. Um, unfortunately, they were um, received Justice Edmund Davis, which was apparently he was a very harsh judge. He didn't stand for nonsense. He wouldn't do you any favours. Yeah. He would look at the facts and if you were guilty, well, that, that should be how all judges are. But anyway... Okay, and they went on trial for the winter of 1964. Okay, and they secured really good lawyers because they obviously wanted to make sure they didn't With get stolen caught. money. No, but here's the th- exactly. Here's the thing. You are making like 10 pounds an hour, right? Yeah. Whatever stupid amount. And then you are able to afford a 30,000 pound lawyer. Mm. Please tell me where the money so came from. Are you using stolen dumb? money to defend yourself? <laughs> are you actually stupid? Like, <laughs> Rather, you know what? Take the, the you know, the because I know that if you can't afford a lawyer, the city will provide yeah. one for you. Just like, take that lawyer. one. Yeah. Because then you don't spend that most stupid. And they could have checked the bank note. Yeah. You know what? This is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. You know that. People make me angry. Please do things right the first time. Or don't do it at all. I'm just saying. Okay. And they had this, dif- this strategy to persuade the jury that they weren't on the train and that... Um, the fingerprint evidence had been placed there by the policeman because of their criminal records. Wow. Okay. But you see, here's where the violence was a problem for them because th- that's what the, they, they then were like, they used the violence against Jack Mills, the train driver. And that's ultimately what got them sent to prison. Yeah. Cause, and I mean, it took them eight weeks to decide. And they were found guilty. I could imagine being one of the jurors going, but guys, they were so epic though. Let's it just let them out so they can do it again. I'm joking. And then, no. Okay, they were found it. guilty. Okay, apparently one of the mothers screamed out, my son is innocent. Lady, if your son is that <laughs> dumb to leave fingerprints, please don't try to defend his case because no one is believing you. I'm, like, I'm looking at you like, what are you doing? I'm looking at you like going jail with them. If it was my husband and I found out he was a sloppy, you get the divorce papers yeah. in prison. I'm just not joking. <laughs> okay. And between them, they got 300 years in prison, 30 years each with no chance of parole because there was no parole system later. Apparently, quite a few people in the public were like, this is too harsh a sentence because it wasn't a violent... Okay, I suppose they beat the guy. but. I mean, they're like, it's not like he's a serial killer, yada, yada, yada. Eventually, there was the parole system implemented, and then they, there was the hope of early release. I don't actually know if they got early release. They must be out of prison now if they were making documentaries about themselves. Definitely out of prison, still lying about it. They should put them back in. <laughs> um, so, actually, and here's the thing. 
A year after the robbery, Charlie Wilson scaled the walls of the prison and fled. So at least we had a jailbreak, yeah. except he was caught three years later. And then in 1965, Ronnie Biggs um, also escaped the prison and fled the country and remained on the run for 36 years, which was actually more than his prison sentence. So he was on the run for more than what he would have been in prison. Anyway, after 10 years after the robbery, the families had nothing to show for it. The money was gone. They basically were like, damn, what do we do now? And then their husbands were still in jail and they had kids to feed. And yeah, that was the great epic failure of the great train robbery this case makes me angry no you know what like i said i really thought the movie was based off the story (laughs) it's so epic it's an old movie it's like peaky blinders you know what i shouldn't be basing our topics or stuff i watch because clearly i just get disappointed (laughs) i'm so like my heart is broken within me Like, you could have just done this. You know what? It was good. I mean, the, how they did it, how they, like, hot-wired the red signal. Yeah. And then they got the train to actually stop. Right. And they had, like, the Land Rover waiting. Right. And, I mean, it's not like, also, it would have been dumb if there was two of them. But it was mm. 18 people. You, you can do a lot with that. Mm. I mean, it was good. And so they sat for four days playing a Monopoly. With the real money. Mate. They were clearly very prideful. I and mean, pride came before very um, I mean, you had four days to get away. Yeah. Four days. To, you could have... I don't know how big... Like, I don't big big England is, but I'm pretty sure you could drive very far in, in four, four days. days. Stupid. And what did they think? Like, was he going to die down? Or were they just going to somehow go back to their families and pretend like nothing ever happened and suddenly Except they, they buy all these cars and everything. Ugh. I feel like the wives had to be on, on it. I'm pretty sure because you know why sometimes you can be like, ha- I don't want to go. Imagine I don't want to leave here. Let's just wait for the heat to die down no, no. and we can stay Just here. imagine your husband comes home and he goes, you may go on a shopping spree because I'm now a millionaire. You're going to be like, where'd the money come mm. from? Please tell me. Where is it from? <laughs> Please show the receipts. Wait, didn't a train just get dropped? Were you a part of... Was that you? Because you were gone those days that the... Wait, the wives I knew. Feel, I feel like they knew. Yeah, disgusting. Because you guys didn't help them one. Not at planning. You know what? If you were really helpful, the police shouldn't have been able to even contact you. You should at have been in France. All. You should have been in France right? by then. Like you should have left months before. What were you thinking? You know what? These people make me angry. Do crime, do it prop. No, don't do crime. But if you're gonna do crime, do it properly. Don't do crime. Yeah, please. But yeah. I really thought it was going to be more epic. And it was until they got caught. Yeah. But at least they got the British intelligence in it. And yeah. the guy came and he was like all boss boss. And he thought like the criminals and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, these are not like the Pink Panthers. I think I would have appreciated it more if they like died that night in a shootout. Than this. You know what? Nolene understands. And much. I hate shootouts. But... <laughs> Would have been more Anything epic. Is better than what happened here. Yeah, but I think that's all for this failure of a crime. Yeah. From now until next time. No mourners. No funerals. Enjoying the Active FM shows? Well, then catch us.
us on Instagram at ActiveFM777, Twitter and Gab at ActiveFM, Facebook at ActiveFM forward slash 777, as well as YouTube at ActiveFM and our website at www.activefm.co.za. Don't stop, don't hesitate, find, follow and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out. Active FM. Radio has never been better.